Let's get started. Bottom of the Smash Mountain, Season 1, Episode 21, Connecting with the Community. Let's get to the podcast! Yo! Another day, another episode. Thank you so much for joining me once again. My name is Jesse. You can also call me Cypher. The full tag is Cypher003. Are you confused yet? Okay. Now, you may be wondering what the background noise is for. I'm sure you're hearing at least part of it. I am on my way into work. It is 6.11 in the morning. I've been up since 5, and that is exciting. I actually do this on a pretty regular basis. That's the demand of my job. But anyway, I was thinking to myself, I'd really like to get out this episode before too long in the day because tonight, since today is Wednesday, February 17th, tonight is going to be a live stream of the Alston Melee crew where our guest today, Ted, collaborates with. Ted of Alston Melee joins me for an interview in this podcast episode. Thank you to Ted. Thank you to Alston Melee. Three down, one to go, that sort of thing. I want to put this episode out in advance so that if any of the Alston Melee crew wants to listen to this episode before the podcast happens tonight as it gets recorded live on twitch.tv slash Alston Melee, then, then they can do that. So... Hello, y'all. Anyway, to the rest of you, to everyone listening, thank you for joining me and Ted for this interview. Let's get started. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain, and I am very excited, very pleased to have on another guest this evening, or if you're listening in the morning, you get it. We have Ted Green of Alston Melee. Ted, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. What's up? What's up? How's it going, Cypher? Oh, I'm doing just fine. I'm a little bit cold out. <laughs> my recording studio is actually my car, full full disclosure. It's getting cold out there. It's going to drop down to the teens tonight here in Lancaster, PA. Jeez, yeah. It is uh, very cold out. So I'm definitely sitting by my space heater right now. The heat doesn't work very well in my room. Uh, got the space heater buzzing. And I love to hear that. I'm glad that you have power. We're, we're blessed to have power as well. Hope that Texas and everywhere else in the Midwest can get power soon. I, I was reading a little True. bit about that today. But it is yeah. a cold winter, and we still have a lot of things to talk about for Melee, for Alston Melee. And before we get into all of that, I wanted to ask you about your origin story. I love hearing how people get into Melee, but you can you can start from the very, very beginning, if you want to, or pick up when Melee came into your life and, and roll with that. All right, so I think I have a weird origin story because I didn't really play Melee much as a kid outside of, like, maybe, like, a couple times at a friend's house. So it wasn't, like, super nostalgic in any way. It was more that I was at a point where I was kind of burning out of a tf2 career a competitive tf2 career where i wasn't like that good but i was like play competitively on stuff for a few seasons and i was kind of losing interest in it i stumbled upon an ask reddit thread about like competitive gaming or something and there was a link to the doc somewhere in that thread 
and it just uh, just took me. And then I started, you know, figuring out how to play. I like bought a GameCube and a controller and CRT and all that stuff. I found a CRT in my attic, and then bought the controller and everything off eBay, and kind of started playing by myself and trying to figure out how to wave dash and all that fun stuff. You know, put in my time just practicing, doing that stuff, but also. I found some kids at my high school who like to play, who I kind of found through my Ultimate Frisbee team. And so that was cool. And we used to play and, you know, found someone who was better through that at my school. And, you know, we started to push each other a little bit. We didn't really go to tournaments. And then we found these kids from another school and we, like, crew battled them. And that was, like, super tight. And, like, they had seen the dock and everything, too. So they were kind of, you know, figuring out how to wave dash. And we actually lost to them. Shout out the Clinton kids. They they wiped us. Or they didn't wipe us. It was tight bats. <laughs> but um, after that, we started going to like a couple tournaments around New England. Um, mostly like uh, Game Underground and stuff. And we kind of like falsely, or at least I got the impression that like, like everyone was just kind of like cold. Like people weren't like super, super friendly. And like it was kind of weird. There's a lot of people playing PM and I didn't really play PM. And then like, we did, like I wanted to go back, but like most of my friends didn't like, they didn't really like it. Um, kids who I played with at school. So we kind of just went back to playing with each other, go to like a couple tournaments here and there, but I wanted to go more, even though they didn't, but I didn't really have like a way to get there. And it was weird to go by myself. And I didn't know anybody there. Um, which like now I realize if I just started going, by myself, I would have like met people and it would but I didn't really like I was in high school, I was just dumb at the time. <laughs> and then I ended up going to college down in North Carolina and in Asheville, North Carolina. And this is like when I really consider that I joined the scene because this is when I started going to tournaments like every week. Um and started getting rides from this dude in the scene named Weiss. He would drive me to the locals every week because he's a really cool guy. And I still see Weiss on Steam all the time. He asked me to play Dota, and I'm like not playing Dota right now, and I feel bad to play Dota with Weiss because he's cool. But uh, anyway, did that. Met a bunch of people there. You know, got better. Kind of learned the tournament culture and everything. Really enjoyed that. And kind of learned that you could meet friends this way and that there were cool people in the scene. And, you know, you spent the time to get to know people and didn't just go one or two times because, you know, when I went back to New England, I didn't know people right away. People weren't super friendly to me. But then once I started going back a bunch, people, you know, people start to recognize you, become a familiar face. And it's not just some kid who's going to show up once because, you know, why are you going to, you know, sit and spend all day talking to some kid who's just going to show up once? This kid is there every week. It's like, you know. What's up, dude? What's going on? What's your story? <laughs> and so that's uh once I came back to New England after being in North Carolina, I really uh joined the New England scene, started going to stuff like every day. I had a car, so I'd drive an hour to all the tournaments in New England from Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Boston, and all that stuff. And that's when, you know, joined the New England scene and it's been uh I've traveled around a good bit since then. For work and stuff but other than that yeah that's kind of my origin 
And how did Alston Mele come into the picture? I'm not sure if I've heard the full story of how one day there is no Alston Mele. There's just friends and Mele. But then, oh, and the town of Alston also. But mm-hmm. how does it all come together from your memory? So there was like, so I met Patty at some of my very first tournaments in New England because he ran my mom which was just like the goat New England tournament that everybody went to and it was like super cool everyone was super friendly that was like the tournament where most people were like friendly like the TO was really nice to me who ended up being Patty his friends yada yada um so me and Patty were always good friends me and Ryan um I actually met Ryan's brother first Zach aka Snow Wiener and me and Snow Wiener were good buddies he was one of my first friends in the scene as well and then also met Ryan through Zach. And me and Ryan started traveling to tournaments with Patty Moore, like three of us would. Um, and so that's kind of how me, Patty, and Ryan got close. It's just because we would travel more than most people um, and just go to stuff more than most people. You know, we were at multiple tournaments a week generally. Um, and then. I started coming down to Boston when I was living up in Maine to just like hang out with Ryan on the weekend. And it wasn't like we'd play melee a little bit, but it's mostly to like go out and have fun on the weekends, and, you know, hang out. Like we had to just become friends at that point about hanging out, which is, you know, a cool point to get to is, you know, the smash people. And it definitely it, like it happens to everybody at some point. You realize like these aren't just people I'm hanging out with to play the game. Like these are just people I'm hanging out with because I like to hang out with them. It, we don't even have to play melee. We can, but we don't have to. Um, and that's that's cool, and that's where Mike came into the picture because Mike lived down there by Ryan, and they would hang out, and we would go to Alston to our favorite bar, the Model. That's when we started going to the Model, and then at some point I moved back to Alston, and so I was living in Alston by myself, and then me. Mike and Ryan had been talking about getting a place together and it kind of came to fruition eventually that we were kind of going to move together and we were like, oh, this is going to be really cool. Um, And then at some point that summer, Patty kind of announced that he was going to be coming back to Massachusetts and he needed a place to live and we already had this place and it was like two weeks before we were moving in and like the New England Invitational and Shine were both happening in between uh, when Patty announced that he was going to need to be coming home and having a place to live and uh, when we were... So there's a lot of things happening, but um, we were like, all right, Patty can just stay with us. He can sleep on our couch or whatever until he figures it out. That's totally cool with us. He's one of our best friends. Whatever. Um, And so Patty came. And we ended up having a nicely sized closet that he could sleep in. So Patty basically just moved in and lived with us. Lived with us. And then, you know, we started talking about stuff. We had just gotten off the high of like a week and a half long bender of just the New England Invitational immediately into Shine pretty much for us because we were all hanging out that whole period between. And then, you know, we were just had melee on our minds thinking about melee all that stuff wanted to make stuff wanted to do stuff be productive and that's kind of how alston melee was born is that was it was the product of that crazy period 
It's almost like the Big Bang. Yes. And then Alston Melee exploded into existence. Oh, that's that is very yeah. cool to hear. Like how organic that seemed to happen. You wouldn't have necessarily known where it was all going at first, and there were so many moving pieces, and it was a little crazy. And then you look back now, it it, it in one way it feels like it was meant to be, but then it's also like uh, there could have been just little things. Uh, Patty oh, yeah. coming back from Colorado, right? He was in. Matt Dazeb's closet, he moved basically moved closet to closet. Well, he had a closet in between that. This is this is funny. So <laughs> I actually visited this, this I visited this middle band closet. So he was in Matt's closet initially, which I got to scope out that closet. It was pretty small. Um we then he moves to an apartment which he rents. Him and Eric, who's awesome. I fucking love Eric. Excuse my swearing. But uh, you are, and they live together. To they live together in this apartment in um, in Denver, which Patty rented. But he used his bedroom as like a second living room <laughs> with this stuff, like a bunch of stuff in it. And then, like, he had his mattress in the closet, and he just slept in the like walk-in closet in the apartment. And so he like paid for a closet at that point in an extra room. Um, and then from there, he moved into our six foot by three foot closet. <laughs> uh, he literally like fits it so barely. Literally could, could, could probably not get too much smaller, a couple of inches, and then it's just a no go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, what what's really funny to me is that uh, Matt described the walk-in closet, the one in Colorado when Patty was living with Matt Zeb as as mm-hmm. pretty spacious. And <laughs> no, well, the thing probably... is, compared to the second closet, which was his own closet, which was like a walk-in closet where he had his mattress. You know, Matt's closet seemed tiny. <laughs> And then, and then Patty is looking at the six by three and going, oh, man, I used to have like three of these in one closet. Exactly. But (laughs) it costs zero (laughs) dollars as opposed to whatever he was paid in Colorado. Yes, that's much better. Free is that that really puts a nice taste on everything. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, uh. Sorry, we were, happy to, we were happy to have, of course. Right, and that's more, I mean, obviously, more or less for sleeping. It's, you're not, like, saying, hey, Patty, I mean, you need to, come on, you can't be out in the living room past a certain time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, like, Dobby or anything. We didn't, like, make him do chores. So, so uh, if you don't mind me asking to bring you back to the uh, origin story piece, I didn't recognize TF2. Can you can you tell me what that is? Oh, uh, Team Fortress Two. It's like, Team uh, Fortress Two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Steam never game. played. Never played the game. Yeah, I got hooked on that when I was like fourteen because I had a crappy laptop and like a PlayStation Two was like my most modern console at the time, and it was like ancient. All my friends had three six. So. I, like, had nothing to play games on. And I wanted to play online games, like Call of Duty and stuff. Like, that was what was cool. Um, you know, shooter games. And all I had was this crappy laptop, which I found out could run this free game called TF2, which is 
first-person team shooter that you play online. And just kind of got hooked and sunk 3,000 hours into it over the course of high school and, you know, got pretty good at it, played uh, in competitive leagues and everything. It was a lot of fun. It's really cool that you had a background in not just Nintendo, right? That you had other games and then when Melee comes in, it's it's like you said, it's not necessarily a nostalgic thing. It's just it's that good of a game. It stands on its oh, own. Absolutely. And there's a number of TF two players. Mike is actually me and Mike talk about this. Mike played a little bit of TF two as well. And um there's like a lot of kinda not like as similar as a platform fighter and a first person shooter can be, kind of TF two and melee are. Like they both have really free form movement mechanics that are very like, you know, they're very skill based and very timing based. You know, take a lot of practice, and um, they're both kind of just like uh, games that you can play how you want to play to a certain degree, and that's that's what I think is cool about them. That's you know the movement from TF2 that I really liked, and the movement system in the in the Source engine that Valve has especially in TF2 with the rocket jumping, uh, sticky jumping thing, and surfing and strafing and all the fun stuff. And then, you know, I started playing Melee, and I was like, oh, you can move. Like, you know, you have these mechanics. Like, aerial drift is, you know, weirdly similar to aerial strafing in um, Team Fortress. So, like, you know, there's some stuff that I was just like, it, they, they feel similar almost. really cool i i off the top of my head i can't think of another game outside of the nintendo sphere that i've played i played a little bit of i cut my teeth on black ops the first one on the on the uh, xbox 360 mm-hmm. and the gold pass you know yelling at people during zombies to revive me or they're yelling at me to mm-hmm. revive them so yeah the uh those were the those were the those were the wild years with game chat but I I can't on I honestly can't think of another game that makes me think of melee in terms of similarities, especially when it is so different from because TF two and melee, like you said, they're not they don't necessarily strike you as as having any similarities. But that's really interesting yeah. that you that you saw that almost right away when you started playing melee in high school. Mm. It, it's um there are other games too which you can draw draw the lines to that like people do which is like starcraft 2 is the famous one um just for for like a lot of not necessarily like movement reasons just because it's like really high uh inputs per minute and everything uh apm actions excuse me um but yeah dota which i've played a good amount of is like weirdly similar the fact that it's just like so minutely detail based so much minutia small things have to know and as like meta And I also heard you say that you were on an ultimate frisbee team. That's awesome. I love ultimate frisbee. Are you a do you flick or do you use backhand to throw a frisbee? Uh I, I throw all of the all of the above. I uh, mm. I was a handler in high school. I had to throw them all. Look at you. Yeah, I'm not a great I'm not a great handler. I'm more of like the person who can sprint for maybe about 10 or 15 minutes and then I'm like walking the rest of the time, but I I really enjoy playing ultimate whenever it comes up. 
Yeah, was... it's it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. So, getting to more of present day circumstances, I look around and I'm talking about 2021 melee now to uh, fast forward to present day where Alston Melee is rolling strong and all the top 10 videos are fantastic. What would you say is your, your role? If you could give yourself a title in the Alston Melee sphere, what, what would that be? Oh, geez. Maybe just like talent. <laughs> Let's like, go. Like, I'm just like, I, cause I don't really do much besides just sit down and talk. That's really like, um, on the podcast. Um, because I don't really do much, to be completely honest with you. I do the least out of anybody. Um, like, you know, Patty does all the editing for the videos and, you know, writes most of the scripts. Ryan edits a lot of the scripts and, you know, does a lot of the background work. Mike will do, like, artwork and cool stuff for the pod, but I just, you know, I just sit down on the pod and talk and, you know, I'm there for the brainstorm some of the time, which are fun. I do like brainstorming, guys. That's that's always uh, one of the ways I I feel I contribute in the background. The brain and on the podcast, uh, the most recent one, it was hilarious how you were doing different kinds of trivia, multiple choice answers, but you cut Patty off on one of the final. And by the way, there was a bunch of final questions that Patty kept rolling out. He kept saying last question or final question mm-hmm. <laughs> I was laughing so hard but you had uh, spoiled one of them I thought it was so funny I can't remember the question anymore but you like cut it oh, off I and spit it out yeah something about about unknown force being punched in the face or something like who did it oh unknown yeah <laughs> uh, who punched unknown force which is funny because I've met unknown force in real life but um he's one of the few old school players but uh, yeah, I spit it out because I had accidentally read the Facebook thread already. That's what happened. And Patty was oh, mad really? at me, but I just I wanted him to stop being mad, so I just spit it out to get it over with. And then <laughs> <laughs> because I, I had already ruined that question because it was like the one that I'd read. Um, then I was like, oh, damn it. Yeah, that was that was that was a bummer, but. Um, Matt has also told us that story before, so fun fun fact. Very fun fact. In the and in the broader and then the broader scene with with melee, how much do you pay attention to what's going on? I know that Ryan I mean, keeps the ear very close to the the goings on of melee Twitter, but do you try to keep up with anything, or is it more of like? Whatever, whatever chatter is going around in the in the house or the apartment is it an apartment or a house? Sorry, it's an apartment. Apartment, like, or, or is that where you hear most of the melee news that's worth hearing? I I keep it to the chatter. I like the uh, you know just getting the gossip from Ryan and Mike and Patty. Mostly mostly from Ryan. Ryan does keep his ear to the uh, to the street Twitter streets. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, I just, uh, I generally pop in after work, chat with Ryan, see what's going on, see if anything happened. But a lot of stuff we like to save for the pod because, like, it, because, like, I don't see anything, it creates, like, a nice little atmosphere where, like, you know, it gives us a reason to exposition everything. 
Um, yeah, and to paint a picture for anybody else who might have who might have missed out. Exactly. Yeah. So, I. But know, I already. Sorry. Go ahead. So I intentionally, you know, won't hear about stuff for a while. But I do watch like stuff on YouTube and stuff. Like I like I like watching melee. You know, actual you know clips and stuff on melee. Not so much. Like I'm not gonna scroll through Twitter. I you know don't use Twitter. I don't really care for it, but. I like watching like top ten videos and you know plays of the week and combo videos and all that. Who would you say, in terms of a player slash content creator, maybe it's none with the the stream highlights or PPMD stream? I mean, every almost every streamer has like stream highlights uploaded to YouTube. Is it more along the lines of that, or is it just pure melee highlights from tournament sets and that kind of thing? Honestly, I've been really happy that uh, EMG came back with their like plays of the week and everything. Um, oh yeah, those are fantastic. Because they used to do those way back when, and I used to love them. I used to watch them like every week, you know, religiously. And then they like, I feel like they stopped at some point. I don't know if that just happened to me where they like fell out of my suggested. But uh, I feel like they just came back in twenty one, and they've been uh, they've been bomb. And I've been very much enjoying them. I think what what you might have been experiencing is not so much that they dropped out of your subscription box or anything, but I think they had paused during the pandemic. It felt like like the first half of 2020, I remember them being around and then not so much in the latter half, but Mm. the, I love how much variety there is because it is hard, very, very hard to keep up with melee every day because everybody well not everybody sorry there are a lot of people streaming melee and these clips just come out of nowhere when so when emg in particular puts it all together you know giving proper credit Mm -hmm. to sources and all that kind of stuff because that's important too but it's it's easy for me because i know that when that pops up on my subscription feed for that week i go oh yeah we're watching this right now (laughs) yeah yeah it's they're they're good ones because they yeah they do a great job of like putting people that uh you know aren't being watched necessarily or don't think they're being watched or whatever you know you wouldn't expect to see there so i actually did spoil something for you already of something that happened in this past week oh that's and fun. it was about hungry box popping off so hard last friday after winning east oh. coast fridays over ginger <laughs> that he actually fainted or that's what i want to get into with you because i i know how much alston melee in general seems to love general sorry these conspiracies about hungry box pop-offs or hungry box oh, yeah. the person hungry box the player which is which is always fun uh from my standpoint it seems to be all in good fun i don't think there's actually any like at real maliciousness behind it but it's no fun. no i don't think so <laughs> It's fun, but like I saw the video. I don't know if you saw uh, the video yourself, but basically, you know, wins the wins the grand finals reset with a back air on Yoshi's Island. I, yeah, Yoshi's mm-hmm. Island, and he's like, "Yeah, he yeah, means like ginger too." <laughs> and he's like, "Let's go, mother!" F-. And he falls off the screen. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> But I, I don't know what to think because sometimes I've been dehydrated get... or something. I mean, so so I watched. So I, I did watch. A, so the clip was all over Twitter, and there were a few funny edits. Hopefully, Ryan will 
talk about a few of the edits that were made to go into that a little bit further. But what, what I'll say is after Hungrybox gets back onto the chair, he goes, I've been drinking water, I've been drinking water, but I haven't really eaten anything all day. So that would make sense to me. But we've, yeah. we've, we've seen so many pop-offs in Hungrybox's career. I don't know how often fainting has come into the mix. I know that breaking uh, a, a, some kind of bone in his hand and maybe injuring his ankle in, in a few, like just because of slapping uh, oh, <laughs> things yeah, with his yeah, hands yeah. Or, or jumping and stomping so hard. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> When he broke the CRT. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love the one where he slapped the CRT and you could just see Blur in the back going, hey, what? People raging is so funny. It's like a sad part of our scene that it happens. But like watching people rage is always funny to me. Like, especially on video. When you're there, it's like so uncomfortable. <laughs> but watching it on video is awesome. Well, you, you know that if you're the one in the crowd that, you, especially if you're right in the video itself, that you look like you're having a good time and you think this is hilarious, you don't want that person who's like steaming and fuming to look around and be like, oh, you think this is funny. Well, the thing is, is that when you're there, it's like, it's just really uncomfortable. Like, like someone is just really upset around you. And when, you know, like... When it's on video, it's just funny, but when someone's just, like, screaming, like, especially because it's someone you know, like, 99% of the time, um, as, like, a normal person that you talk to and, you know, hang out with, and they're over there, like, screaming about something and, like, throwing a controller around and, you know what I mean? Like, it's uncomfortable for everybody in the room. Um, but, you know, that's, uh, when you watch it on video, like, you know, obviously. But most of the rage honestly happens off stream. So the the uh, from from my standpoint, I I wondered out loud to myself as I was watching this this pop off and then subsequent fainting, if if it was semi scripted or if it was sort of like riding a little what embellishing is the word embellishing a feeling, but I I choose to believe. I choose to believe almost every single Hungry Box pop off. Sure, it's a little suspicious when he miraculously remains in frame on stream during a pop off, but <laughs> I think that I think that you can you can consciously think to yourself, "Oh right, I'm on camera, I'm on stream. I wanna I wanna make good content out of this." So you can kind of train yourself to pop off genuinely, but mm -hmm. also on camera at the same time. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the guy's a professional, and he's a smart guy, and he realizes that what he's doing right now is his career. He's sunk so much time and effort. So he's going to milk it for every dollar that it's worth, which means being on camera and being a person who is important and people want to watch for as long as he can, which means doing crazy shit on camera whenever he gets the chance. So if he's playing it up a little bit, fucking props to him. And wow. making it and making it sort of a subculture of of the hungry box question mark of, about almost any action that he takes, even that like especially for the top players that that always sort of happens anyway. Any top mm -hmm. player has like this sort of sub genre of questions around their actions. So for hungry boxes, like are the pop offs genuine? But no, I I do think that they are. Uh, 
Yeah, I do think that he's like probably just emotional. already. He's like really invested in the. Just you know, he gets excited when he. Sorry, I got distracted there. You probably. I hope you didn't hear it, but somebody was calling me, so I almost jumped out of my seat. I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Okay. No worries. I didn't hear it. <laughs> okay, good. So, yes, hungry box pop, hungry box pop offs, awesome. Love them. Can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. By tomorrow evening, you and the rest of the Austin Melee crew on your podcast will be able to react to the newest ultimate character that gets announced. First of all, free Melee. But secondly, do you care to speculate at all what that character reveal is going to be? Or do you really just not care? Character reveal for what? For ultimate. Oh, I... Yeah, I don't care. All right, we don't have to speculate. I, I've then. never played Smash 4 Ultimate. I've, like, never been in a game. <laughs> Blessings to you. I I did buy it. I do yeah. play it very sparingly, but it is tough. Yeah. I tried was... playing PM, and I didn't like PM. And I was like, I'm not going to like one. So, And whenever, like, you know, you could say that I'm, you know, not trying anything. But uh, every time there's an ultimate setup around for me, there's also. I think I missed the last part of what you said. Every time there's an ultimate setup, setup, you go, I'm going walking the opposite way. Is that what you said? <laughs> no, every time there's an ultimate setup around, there's also a melee setup around somewhere. Because, you know, every time there's an ultimate setup, my life works. <laughs> and so uh, I just play melee instead. So I wanted to talk about you more uh, uh, as the individual now. We don't have to spend too much time on this, but I wanted to bring up the fact that you get into music a little bit. You have a SoundCloud. That'll be in the description of this episode of this podcast. So for those of you who are interested, you can go there. But music, obviously, for, for everybody, it's it's different or, or whatever else. The What I'm trying to say is, you actually dabble, if you will. You don't just listen or or really passionate about sharing. You actually do some music yourself. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I I mean, I don't like actually make music. That's the that's the thing. I would actually just consider myself a uh, like an appreciator and someone who like enjoys supporting supporting music and musicians because like what I do is just try and. Uh, help out artists that I know and move music around and like enable these artists. And, um, that's fun for me because like, I'm not, uh, an artist or musician, but I like to contribute in the way that I can. Uh, I found a way that. Do you remember winter ball 2020 Ted green 666 remix? <laughs> I do. Or the, the mix. Yeah. Yes, I don't know the original material where you got it from, but I, I listened to that was one of the tracks that I listened to today. I just want to let you know that one was my favorite that I had listened to. Oh, thank you. that's a that's a bunch of songs together. It's a, starts out with some Madonna though. And I, I honestly I cannot tell you that was Madonna. I I don't actually know if I've listened to <laughs> more than just like the few hits that I'm like vaguely, vaguely aware of. It's a good old Madonna deep cut. <laughs> Die Another Day from the James Bond movie. Okay, yes. 
I'll have to check that out then. Cause then I think I'll appreciate your, I think I'll appreciate your mix a little bit more if I actually understand a little bit of what's going on, but I really like that one in particular. I just want to let you know. So, <clears throat> so the other question about you that I had was about the, I don't want to say lack of presence because you're on social media and you participate with Austin Melee as the talent, of course, they're really, I mean, Mm-hmm. talent is, is a very very important part of Austin Melee I, I would argue that all the time for you but you you don't really do much on Twitter it's actually more of just a, a redirecting to your Instagram so uh-huh. is there is there like a big reason or just more of your preference of not wanting to post a lot beyond a lot that sort of thing um, I just really don't like Twitter like, I have no interest in using Twitter because, like, I like arguing with people too much. And if I'm on Twitter, it just enables me to argue with people all day. Like, the app is just built to argue with people. I don't know. That's what it's best for, it seems like. And I know I would if I was on there. And uh, so, uh, like, I don't know what else I would do on Twitter. And I don't so, want to uh, try to... I don't want to try to draw you in. There was... Uh, there was basically this this one post where it was announcing something that was very serious more along the sad side of things and and sure enough you scroll down and there's just an argument breaking out over the grammar of the post or something and i just (laughs) shake my head so i i understand i understand what you're talking about uh thankfully i don't always feel obligated to 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 argue or to correct but it is strong temptation because you can just literally do it yeah, and I mean, I, I like can hold myself back on like, like I won't, you know, argue with people on other social media just because like, it's not really made for that. Like, it's not, what am I going to argue in the comment section of a Facebook post? But uh, I don't know. On Twitter, it's like, it's, it's streamlined for an argument. And like a bad argument, too. Because <laughs> it's just so few characters, you can't actually say anything. Right, um, but I, I appreciate that there is a character limit because, boy, I mean, think about... Oh, you could write novels. Uh, so many, I mean, that's, what, that's sort of what happens on YouTube anyway. Uh, just You see one comment, yeah. and then you see the replies button, like, click here to view all replies, and I go, oh, no, do I yeah. want to? And then I can't help myself sometimes, so yes. And then there's just stories and stories. It goes on yeah. and on. But that is that is social media. It is a little bit of a little is a little bit of a conspiracy to just to keep you in, keep you sucked mm-hmm. in for sure. I like Facebook just because of the uh, the groups. I love like New England Melee and all the uh, all the other Facebook groups around. You know, when I've traveled around the country, I've used Facebook groups to meet people so in so many people in pl- so many places. Um, and stuff has kind of moved away from Facebook, obviously, because Facebook is more dead now. But you can still use Facebook to find people. And it's been a Facebook's been great for that. And it's also like a great way to like not have to interact with people, but like, like keep up with what's going on in a scene. Like I can like see the fucking PR every season as it changes in Georgia. I'm like, oh, cool. That happened. But, uh, yeah. I like Facebook. It's cool. That's, like, how I interact with the Melee, probably. 
Facebook was was definitely in like coming up. I mean, this was like what between 2012 or was it a little bit earlier than that for you? Uh oh no, way way later than that, like 2016. Right, still still in for those who were who were curious. But yeah, for Facebook, I I think uh for me I I once I started getting onto Twitter, it was like towards the end of 2018. I, I didn't see much of a reason for, for Facebook and Instagram, but yeah, it, I, I sort of use all of them. The one place that I actively avoid, maybe not for the same exact reason that you avoid Twitter, but I feel like Reddit is also another strong, uh, another strong candidate for arguments and mm-hmm. just completely degen discourse. Yeah. People who like interact with Reddit posts, like there's a lot of people who just browse Reddit posts who I don't, uh, I I don't shame because they're just, they could be there for. But the people who like interact with a Reddit community of any sort, whether it be Melee or like, I don't know, something really else, like farming, let's say, it's like generally going to be the worst people of that community interacting there on Reddit or like some of. Uh, you know, and I don't speak for all of them, I guess I should say, but like a lot of them are just going to be, you know, people who just spend all day on Reddit and don't actually do the thing that they're talking about. Or like people who are actually like, for instance, grinding melee all day aren't on Reddit reading the comments flying all day. Someone who's out on the farm farming all day isn't going to be on Reddit reading the comments. Yep, absolutely. You got it. All right. So I guess one more big question that I have, and then I have a a few like sort of lightning round type questions that I had planned. Where do you see 2021 Melee going from here? What are you looking forward to this year? Or what seems to be a big thing for you from your own standpoint as as the year continues to go on? Um. Uh, I mean, it's hard to, to just plan on things because of COVID, obviously. But uh, if things clear up, you know, just excited to just go back to locals and, you know, get the, be back with the local scene, you know, going to shit, all that stuff, start traveling to regionals again and all that stuff will be just so much fun. Um, something we haven't been able to do in so long. No one's been able to do it. And I'm sure that once everybody's been uh, plugged up with a vax and we got the big old herd immunity that we can just uh, storm through to some regionals. It'll be awesome. Slowly yet surely. It'll, yeah. yeah. However long it takes to do it safely, that that's the important thing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, geez, once that green light goes, it's Did I lose you there, Ted? Uh, no. Okay, good. Yeah, you said once the green light goes, I, I think, but I think I got it. You probably said something about it's on, something probably like that. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay, so lightning round type questions, or you can take longer if you need to. Um, cool. Would you rather have a, a very short hot shower? I'm saying two minutes. A longer lukewarm shower... Or a long cold shower. Nah, very short hot shower. That's what I do every morning. 
you would literally go two minutes or, or, or maybe like five minutes? Two minutes. I could do two minutes. No way. That's insane. I can't even know. Absolutely not. I have if it's to just do like that. in the morning, just as like a rinse off. Yeah. Wow. I got to say, I'm so impressed. Yeah. Even if, even if it's just a rinse off, I just, I can't imagine in the morning I have to, that's my version of waking up, by the way. I, I know that a lot of people drink coffee. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. a coffee drinker yourself, but for, for me, taking a, a warm, hot shower for at least 10 minutes, if not 20 minutes, maybe occasionally 30 minutes. Don't ask me how often. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I need to do. Yeah, I mean, I I have a song that I listen to. It's uh, Sosa Chamberlain by Chief Keef. Every morning in the shower, and that uh, that times out my shower. The song's two thirty. Probably like that. And I, just... uh, I I always feel like I got a little time at the end, and I could uh, you know have gotten out of there earlier, just kind of chilling. Did you say Social Chamberlain by Chief Keef? Sosa Chamberlain. How do you like s o s a it's like sosa sosa okay chamberlain yeah. like wilt chamberlain yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up i want to listen to that yeah, not that's, because that's... i want to think not because i want to think about you being in the shower but because <laughs> there maybe there's something in there that'll make me think i can reasonably take a short shower myself because i get told by by my lady she wants me to occasionally maybe aim for mm-hmm. a slightly shorter shower so I, i've been well, given that feedback before my theory on listening to the same song every morning is i know when i have to be doing everything in the shower because i know when in the song it happened you know what i mean so i time out my shower to the song so i know that when certain words happening i need to be at certain steps in the process of cleaning myself for the day Therefore. I can finish in the allotted amount of time. And, it works and so out. maybe, and so maybe Sosa Land isn't going to be the right song for me for a shower, but maybe I need to find another song, not to start out with something like one by Metallica, which is almost a 10 minute song, but maybe I can do, maybe I can do like a five minute song and then work down to the three to two minute range and see how, how mm-hmm. it goes. My theory on that is that I too would like to be in the shower and you know get woken up by the shower that's nice but i value the sleep minutes more than i value the in shower wake up minutes and so i'd rather wake up later and have a shorter shower so that i can have more sleep and that's that's also something that i should consider because i'm always fighting to get more time for sleep and i think to myself i just need to get this amount right and then maybe after that I can wake myself up the rest of the way in the morning when I'm really, really tired <laughs> with, with a hot shower. Maybe I wouldn't be as tired if yeah. I just slept another 20 minutes and hopped in and out. Well, you think it's 20 minutes, but then it's 20 minutes every day. So now you're, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's minute, but when it happens every day, it adds up. So what is, in your opinion the best local burger or maybe i should ask do you do you Ooh, eat tasty burgers? burger for sure tasty burger mm-hmm. that's and gonna I, probably be a hotly debated topic um, unless we just all say tasty burger but we might just all say tasty burger, right? 
I'll agree with you. I, I've never had one, but I'm I'm not sure if this is a local thing or if it's a regional chain. What what is a tasty burger? I, th- I think it's local. They might have spread out. <clears throat> excuse me, more now, but uh, I think they started in Boston. And there's just there's a couple of them around Boston. They're just uh, just a burger chain. They're good. <laughs> it's a tasty and- burger. And I uh, want to make this easy on you. Best alcoholic beverage is? PBR, of course. PBR, let's go. PBR is all I drink. I walk in to the bar that we go to, the model, and it's a PBR every time. The guy I walk in, he knows what I'm getting. He knows I'm getting a PBR. And I give him $5 ahead. for the $3 beer. And with that... We are done. Thank you so much, Ted, for coming on to the podcast and for talking with me. I really appreciate it. Before we get you going, anything you want to plug? Uh, just Ulster Melee. Go watch Ulster Melee on YouTube. Go watch the podcast on Wednesday nights around 9, 9.30-ish. Uh, follow Ulster Melee on Twitter so you can get updates on when that podcast is and post new videos. Uh, Twitter, Ulster Melee, find it. Two L's in Austin. Uh, yeah, all that cool stuff. And you can find all of those pushes and plugs in the description of this podcast episode. So uh, we, f- f- worry not. You can find Austin Melee on Twitch and Twitter and YouTube and Patreon. You can find all of that down below. Tap all of those to get started on the Austin Melee journey. Oh, and Ted, I'm sorry. I did remember to ask you one last question. The cool. The outro music, is that you for the podcast? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, I love that credit, song. want to give credit where credit's due. Ted, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on. Well, that song, I, I have to plug it because um, it's called um, Japanese Suicide or something like that on SoundCloud. I'll, I'll send it to you so you can link it. Yes. All right. Good night, Cypher. Thank you for having me. Love what you're doing. I think it's super cool. Um, adios. Buenos noches. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right. Transition. I want to say thank you to Ted one last time for joining me last night for the interview. Thank you, Ted. I had such a great time. And afterwards, after we were done recording, Ted and I actually spoke for about another 30 or so minutes about the beauty of Melee deep philosophical questions, all kinds of stuff that I'm <laughs> not, not always philosophical, <laughs> but we had a great conversation afterwards as well. That was really cool to give a little extra time just to connect one-on-one or 1v1 or, or however you want to phrase it. Yes, it's fun to have a conversation for the sake of sharing it in podcast form with anyone who cares to listen. I appreciate y'all listening. But it's also really fun just to get to know everybody in the community. That's, that's part of the reason why I really like the interviewing aspect of this. It's also a lot of pressure. I mean, you saw, or excuse me, you sound, no, you sound, I sounded. See, I'm, I'm thinking about being nervous and now I become nervous. So we continue to grow, we continue to get better. That's, that's the hope. And before we get you going, let me just say one more time how awesome it would be for all of you to go to Austin Melee's YouTube, to the Twitch, to the Twitter, to the Patreon. Please go to all those places, and if you want to 
see what Ted is doing on the side, you can go to the Instagram profile, Ted Green 666 The link to the Instagram profile is in the description of this podcast. And I think that before we get you going, I need to talk to you about things that I'm planning on doing so that you'll be thinking about this sometime in the near future and come back and check out the podcast again. I'm trying to figure out how I want to pay tribute to Mike Hayes' retirement. I'm trying to figure out what tournaments to talk about because there are so many that happen and they're really cool, but also there's a lot of them. I think that maybe I want to focus on quote-unquote majors, the online majors, as they happen, but again, I'm not sure. So your feedback in that regard would be awesome. Hey, Jesse, talk about this talk about this tournament or talk about that tournament that would be helpful I know for certain that I'm going to be talking about Gallant Melee Open Spring Edition that's coming up here in March and I'm really excited to do a preview and recap of that and I got some things cooking for it as well so stay tuned we got all kinds of stuff happening I love talking about Melee and so I hope to continue to talk about Melee and hopefully actually play it at some point (laughs) when I get internet and can play on Slippy for the first time. But one step at a time, thank you for being here on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Y'all have a great morning slash evening slash midnight snack. What does the cow say? Moo. Moo. Good job. What does the kitty cat say? Ow. Good job. What does the doggy say? (laughs) Woof, woof. Good job. Can you say linguistic specialist? Okay. Good job. That was a good try. Can you say outside? Do you want to go outside? Okay. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.